People have been hunting birds since the dawn of time. They've been hunted for food, for feathers, and more recently for pleasure and sport. People hunt many different types of birds for many different reasons. And you are about to hear some of the stories behind these reasons. This is the GoHuntBirds.com podcast. to another edition of the Go Hunt Birds podcast. I'm your host, Mark Lapp here. I'm the owner and founder of Go Hunt Birds, and it is Friday, July the 7th, and this is another edition of the Friday Fowl Focal Points. Now, today on the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about an off-season checklist uh, to prepare for fall. So it is July, uh, but before you know it, it's going to be September, and there's no point in waiting around to get all your stuff done that you got to do before the season rolls around. So Here's my list. Uh, that's kind of the first thing on my list is to make a list. Miss Kay and her dad are always notorious for making lists and then kind of checking stuff off as they go. And it's it's kind of a tactic that I've picked up from them. Just kind of sit down, make a list of things that you want to get done, and then slowly check those things off those that list. So um, first thing on my list is to check your gear. So generally when you pack up at the end of the season, you just kind of jam everything away. You know, as you've used it, there's stuff that's been broken in along throughout the season. And you just kind of throw it all into the trailer, into the garage, or into wherever you store your gear. And so, uh, you know, one of the things you want to do is just kind of check over all your gear, pull everything out, check your decoys, check to make sure that they're not... uh, full of pellet holes or are broken if uh, you're hunting water decoys make sure they all still float maybe you want to restring them get new weights put on them just to kind of check everything over maybe give them a cleanup uh, same thing goes with your field decoys you know make sure that everything's working properly make sure you got enough stakes for the decoys that you got make sure the bags that you keep them in aren't ripped uh, for those that are hauling a trailer around maybe pull that trailer out and get the wheels oiled up and make sure they're the flat the spare tires is, is uh, ready to go and just all that kind of stuff that comes along with maintenance um, just generally check your gear over pull your guns out make sure that they're clean maybe give them a, a once over take them apart clean them oil them up put them back together um you know check your ammo cover don't wait around until the fall to start buying ammo uh, you know figure out kind of what you think you're going to need Go get it now, you know, before it gets all sold out, before the stores are empty. You know, generally this time of year, the, the stores have what you need. So, so go and pick it up. Uh, and then, of course, you know, sell any of the old gear that you're not using. Old stuff that uh, has been kicking around, kind of taking inventory of like, hey, when did I last use that piece of equipment? You know, is this something I really need to have kicking around? Something that we don't really use regularly? You know, maybe it's an old boat or maybe it's, uh, you know, a couple extra shotguns that you just never really use. You just kind of have them in your gun safe. Uh, maybe you can trade that gear in and, and maybe then, of course, buy some new gear, which is a waterfowl hunter is kind of like the funnest thing to do is to go out and buy new gear and 
see what's available for the coming season and check out all the new flashy stuff and maybe pick yourself up a new spinning wing decoy or a new shotgun or a new piece of clothing any of that kind of stuff so that's number one on my list just check out your gear give everything a once over make sure that uh, everything's ready to rock come fall uh, number two on my list is study um so just kind of take note of things um study what what worked in past seasons uh study where you kind of shot your birds and where you had success and why that worked and i don't know if anybody keeps a note we used to keep a notepad of kind of succession throughout the season you know um windy days versus cloudy days versus sunny days uh, how many birds did we shoot on these particular days what time of the year did we shoot those birds at what kind of the year what time of the year does the bird do the birds migrate um another thing you can study is your waterfowl identification i know a lot of waterfowl hunters that still can't uh, tell the difference between a, a, a wood duck and a mallard especially on the wing especially during low light situations they just kind of shoot at whatever they get so maybe take a little bit of an uh minute and just kind of identify you know read those books that help you identify waterfowl um identify uh hens versus drakes different species that's something you should know and of course uh, when we take the hunter safety course we do kind of touch on that kind of stuff but uh, if you're a proficient waterfowl hunter or even new into waterfowl hunting it's something you should really spend time doing is studying waterfowl identification you can also study their roost and their habitats and kind of where birds hang out and what their patterns are any of that kind of stuff like if you're a waterfowl hunter it's it's a it's a studying game um you know you become kind of a student of uh waterfowl hunting and everything that goes along with it so it's number two on my list just to study uh, another thing you can kind of add to that number two is uh study your calendar plan your trips for the fall you know kind of figure out when you can sneak away Look ahead to when there's other family obligations that you will have to be uh, a part of. Uh, kind of study the the rules and regulations and find out when, you know, waterfowl season kind of coincides with deer season. And maybe you wanted to get away for an elk hunt this year or, you know, something that's not waterfowl related. You want to kind of tie those in. So, again, number two on the list, study. Uh, number three on the list for uh, me is, is to reconfirm your permissions. It's huge, huge, huge stop into those farmers have a chat with them talk about uh you know just anything that's changed from year to year you know just kind of check in and you don't have to do that all in one day but it's just something you should be doing on a regular basis if you have two farmers that let you hunt on their property you know swing in and uh, offer to take them for breakfast you know it's a pretty inexpensive way to kind of sit down with somebody that owns the land and uh, and just kind of say thank you to them if you're like us and you have a ton of farmers you know it's a kind of an ongoing thing um, I think at last we checked, we have between 50 and 60 landowners that let us hunt on their property. And that list is always kind of growing and, and changing. And as farmers come and go, um, we kind of always want to stay on top of that. So like I said, reconfirm those permissions, maybe drop off, drop off some thank yous to them, whether that's in the form of a gift or a card or just a handshake, even just, you know, a lot of these guys just want to know that you're thankful for for hunting on their property i mean uh, they don't ask for much they don't uh, expect much but i know they do appreciate it so again uh, you know and, and while you're out there checking in on those farmers just kind of take note of what crops are planting i mean um, birds are kind of moving around from year to year depending on what the food availability is so if you have a farm that uh, has crop of 
corn. And then maybe the next year they switched over to soybeans. Uh, perhaps those birds aren't going to use that field next year because the, the crop has changed. So, um, you know, you may be getting permission on a field that uh, you might not necessarily even hunt. And I've often heard people say that, oh, all my fields that I have don't have any birds. Well, why not go look for different spots? Why not have kind of a backup plan? Why not talk to other farmers? Like if you only have one or two or three spots to hunt in those particular spots, aren't holding birds or only hold birds during certain parts of the fall i mean get out there and knock on some other doors or meet meet up with some other waterfowl hunters and maybe you guys can swap or share permissions like there's so many ways to get out there and hunt and sitting on the couch because your particular spot doesn't have birds today is not uh, an excuse to you know say you can't get out so anyway that's number three on my list again is reconfirm permissions so uh number four on my list is to kind of research Research the rules and regs. Um, generally, the rules and regulations come out in and around between now and August. Um, I don't believe they're out yet as of today, but uh, again, they generally come out in the summertime. Every year, there's kind of some changes, uh, dates, availabilities, that kind of stuff. So you want to make and check your your uh, changes and, and make sure that you note down you know, your opening days and when, you know, when waterfowl season opens and when bird limits and bag limits change and all those things, you really want to research those rules and regs. And while you're at it, you can probably go buy your licenses, you know, uh, waterfowl stamps generally come available about a month from now, generally August, you can go buy that stamp. Um, you know, small game licenses you can buy now. If you're an Ontario hunter, you can buy yours right away. Make sure your outdoor card isn't expiring or hasn't expired since last fall. They generally expire at the end of the calendar year, so I'm sure that you uh, haven't forgotten about checking your outdoor card and that it hasn't expired. Um, if you hunt in the province of Quebec like we do, uh, their season licenses end at the end of March, which means that uh, as of April 1st, you can go buy your small game license, which you need to hunt waterfowl in the province of Quebec. So you can go ahead and buy that now and have it and put it away, and then you know that that's one less thing you got to do uh, you know the day before the season i know so many people that just wait until the day of before the season to buy their stamp or you know and, and uh, i think you can buy them online now there's no real reason why you have to be rushing around the day before you're hunting to get your licenses and everything kind of squared away so so that's one thing you can do research rules and regs get out there and buy those those permits and your licenses um, and kind of keep on top of the changes that have happened since last year uh, I know the province of Manitoba has some rules and regulation changes in and around non-resident hunting, so you maybe want to take that into consideration and kind of do some research on that. Um, so yeah, I mean, just kind of things to check out. Number five on my list is to train, and there's so many things you can train. So number one, obviously, when you hear train, training comes to mind is to train your dog. Get that dog out, get some of that summer weight off, um, you know, throw some bumpers, make sure that that dog's well hydrated and you're not, uh, you know, getting him or her out in the heat of the day. Just kind of sit, stay, come, fetch, heal, all those things that come along with training a dog. Just kind of keep that dog kind of limber and fresh. So, uh, you know, train your dog, make sure that that dog's ready to go so that the first time that they hear those words isn't in the blind on an opening day hunt. Uh, you can also get out and train your kids. Uh, me in particular this year, my son has really taken an interest in uh, wanting to get out and waterfowl hunt. So 
Um, he wants me to take him out and do some shooting. He was lucky enough to win a gun at the waterfowl event we went to, the Delta waterfowl event in Kingston about a month ago. So he's pumped to get out and try to shoot that shotgun. Although I told him as, uh, you know, an eight-year-old, he's probably going to blow his shoulder off with the 12-gauge. So we may have to start with the 410 or the 20. But either way, get out there and train your kids. If they show an interest in hunting, like get out there and, and foster that interest because uh, you can grow yourself up a nice little hunting buddy there. And then, of course, practice shooting yourself. I mean, uh, training yourself to shoot better is something that you could do all the time year-round. It doesn't have to be just shooting at birds. You can get out and, and uh, practice target shooting. You can get out and shoot clay pigeons. You can get out and join some of these events where there's, like, shooting competitions. I know Ducks Unlimited holds some of those throughout the summer. I know there's other places where you can get out and join a, a trap and skeet club. There's lots of ways to get out there and practice shooting. Don't be uh, shooting your gun for the first time at a goose or a duck. Uh, and, you know, of course, missing um, because that's what happens. You, you know, you, you don't shoot all summer. You haven't shot any guns since last, last fall other than maybe at a turkey or two. And uh, now you are you can't shoot near as good as you used to be. So just get out there and practice. You know, train yourself uh, to get out there. Another thing you can do is train yourself to get a little better shape. I mean, um, you know get out there, maybe lose a little bit of weight, get out there and do some walking, get out there and kind of just train yourself to be in better shape overall so that when the season rolls around, you're not out of shape. And when you're running after that crippled bird, you're not having a heart attack in the middle of the field. So um, I see a lot of guys that do no exercise at all in the summertime. And then when the fall rolls around, this this happens particularly when I play hockey. Like These guys haven't done anything all summer other than drink beer and eat, eat barbecue food. And uh, fall rolls around, and they're so out of shape, it's ridiculous. So get uh, get out there and get some exercise. And, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be putting time in a gym. Just get out there and cut some firewood or do some work in the bush or, or just kind of get out there and go for a walk. So walk the dog even, anything that get out there and burn some calories. So, um, and of course, plan some meals and, and prepping and all that kind of stuff comes along with it too. It's just every, anything you can do to kind of train yourself to be a better person, better hunter, um, you know, and then of course trickling that down to your, to your kids and your dog and everybody else. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's number five on my list is train, train yourself, train your, train your kids, train your dog. So, um, anyway, that's kind of my list of five things that I think maybe people could do this off season, uh, you know, getting ready for fall. And again, uh, go through the list really quick. Number one is check your gear. Number two is study, study your waterfowl ID, roost habitats, that kind of stuff. Uh, number three is reconfirm your permissions. Get out there and have a visitor or a coffee with those farmers and just kind of touch base and check in. Number four is research. Research those rules and regs. Check updates and changes and make sure that everything's ready to go. Make sure your licenses are purchased long before opening day. And, of course, number five is train. Train your dog. Train yourself. Train your kids. Just train to be an overall better person. And nothing you can do in that number five notice is to do some reading. You know, maybe you get those uh, Ontario Door magazines. Maybe go through them and read them. Um, you know, or go online and research some stuff or watch some YouTube videos. Like anything you can do to become a better overall hunter and better overall waterfowl hunter and better prepared when that uh, – opening day comes along that you're ready to rock so anyway some final thoughts on that um you know obviously it's uh, off season and we want to get ready for the fall but don't uh don't forget that it is summertime so enjoy the summer you know get out there have some friends over have some buddies over 
you know, hit those local fairs, go to some concerts, maybe hit the beach or, you know, do whatever, hit some trails on your four-wheeler, whatever it is you like to do when it's not hunting season, because before you know it, it's going to be September and the grind is, is on and it's waterfowl season and it's hunting season and your calendar is going to get filled up with uh, hunting-related activities. So as June, July, and August are here, you know, June's already gone, we're into July, uh, spend time with family, do go to the cottage or, you know, rent an Airbnb and just kind of vacate for a week go down and see a blue jays game or a ball game or whatever it is you know follow along with this with the sports stuff just kind of take your mind off waterfowl hunting a little bit and you'll find yourself more excited when fall rolls around that uh you're going to be ready to rock so uh so yeah so thanks again for listening to this podcast it's uh a lot of fun doing these. We've got more guests lined up coming over the summer. We're going to continue to put these out every Friday. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you're having a great summer so far. And uh, if you want to chat or reach out, info at gohuntbirds.com is how you can get a hold of me. You can fire us a message on Instagram, Facebook. You can fire me a text. Uh, give me a shout, whatever. Any way you want to get a hold of me and chat waterfowl, I'm here. So have a great day. And... Uh, We'll talk soon. Cheers.